1: You have the option of investing yourself in this life. You can do that. You can squander all that you are on all that's gonna burn. Or, or you can simply say, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna get up and get going. I'm gonna be about his business. I'm gonna find out what he wants me doing and I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna invest in the kingdom of God.
0: The Bible states that spiritual riches are real. The work you do for God here on earth is adding up in heaven. Today, Pastor Robert warns us not to fall into the trap of only living to accumulate worldly wealth, but to instead go out into the world as a light. Let your life be an example to others of Christ's love. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: He did not save you for you to be sedentary. He did not come and die on a cross and send His Spirit to live inside you so that you could play your way through life and then just go to heaven. You know, one of the most amazing things about the promises that He's given us, Rick alluded to it in what he said here a little while ago. Do you realize, listen, do you realize that there is such a thing as spiritual Wealth, riches. How many of you would like to hit the lottery? Show of hands, right? I mean, hopefully, you don't play it on, you know, it's like you're not really into the lottery or anything, but if somebody gave you a ticket and you won, you wouldn't give the money back, right? Be a good thing. Be all right. And yet, it's all going to burn. It's all going to burn. Listen, you, you could hit the lottery today and get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? And chances are, if you have kids, they would not have the good sense to use it wisely. And so they'd squander it almost as quickly as they came into the possession of it. How many times have we seen that? Wealth often ruins people, doesn't it? Not spiritual wealth. Another little footnote the passage that the Lord Jesus used to get me up out of my seat and move me to Miami, never forget it. I was sitting in the back of a big Baptist church, a relatively small military town in Georgia that most of you have never heard of, Warner Robbins. I'm sitting there and the pastor read Luke 12, 32. And the Lord just drilled it into my being. I didn't hear anything else the pastor said. I was just sitting there sobbing uncontrollably. Could not get a grip and I'm like, "Why am I crying? This is crazy. I have lost it." And I was just sure that all the people around me were moving away, you know, cuz this guy's nuts. Cuz the preacher hadn't said anything. All he did was read a paragraph. But the Holy Spirit just grabbed me and I knew he was talking to me. You know what Luke 12:32 says? It says, don't fear, little flock. Your Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Therefore, go and sell your possessions, give alms to the poor, and store up for for yourselves treasures in heaven, where no thief can come in and steal it, no moth can destroy it. It lasts forever. There's such a thing, guys, as spiritual riches. That nobody can take away from you or touch it. It'll be there forever. It's yours for all eternity. Now, you have the option of investing yourself in this life. You can do that. You can squander all that you are on all that's going to burn. Or, Or you can simply say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to get up and get going. I'm going to be about his business. I'm going to find out what he wants me doing. And I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God where I will have whatever wealth is stored up to my account for all eternity. I don't have to worry about losing it in a down market. I don't have to worry about the real estate bust. Somebody talking to me after the last service. in a a virtual panic. And I know that some of you are really, you know, in a a bad fix. I can relate. You know, it's all going to burn anyway. It's all temporal. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not true of the heavenly wealth, the spiritual riches. These guys knew that. They set aside everything. Paul just got up. He said, okay, we're out of here. God hadn't told them where to go. There's no indication that they had any word from the Lord about where to go. Why Cyprus? Well. Listen, this was the first journey, the first mission's endeavor to take the gospel into the Gentile world. And Cyprus was home for Barnabas. I think it was as simple as that. Cyprus was a dark place, a wicked place. It's where the worship of Venus centered, where it originated. Every, listen, every single female on the island of Cyprus had to serve as a prostitute in the temple once in her lifetime. No exceptions. Disease was rampant. All of the, you know, the port cities around Cyprus, like Paphos, where they where they went here, you know, was was basically on the coast, and the sailors going through the area looking for a good time. All they had to say was, "Hey, I'm here to worship Venus," and the prostitutes were at their disposal crazy place. We see some principles here that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. One is they got up and went. Some of you need to get up and get going. I'm not talking about moving away. I'm talking about you know, just making the decision. I'm not going to just focus on my desires anymore, but I'm going to go. Jesus said that we need to be going and making disciples throughout the world. He promised us the power with which to do that. And in Acts chapter 1, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, if Miami ain't the uttermost parts of the earth, it's close. We're neighbors to the uttermost parts. You understand? We need to just go and do what He shows you to do. They, that's what they did. They, they got up and went, and they trusted God to empower them and to guide them. There's an old saying that you can't steer a docked ship. You can't drive a parked car. I don't know what to do. Well, then just do something. Start praying for somebody at work. God will give you the next step. If you take that first step, he'll give you he will start guiding you. He'll start steering you. I don't think they had a whole lot of direction other than just go. Where should we go? I don't know. Let's I know some people in Cyprus. Let's just go back there and we'll, you know, we can they need to hear the gospel. Let's go share there. And so they went back and they started preaching in the synagogues. Why? Well, because there was a foundation there, they had the, the the Old Testament, they had the Scriptures. You know, the Jewish people that were there, there were a few; they weren't that many on Cyprus, but they had some testimony. And from there, they began branching out and sharing further. And and another thing I want you to notice is, you know, as God begins to lead them, and we'll see it as we look at the rest of their journey, God just directing them and redirecting them and guiding them, and they just went, you know, where He told them to go. But they went not condemning the darkness of the cultures they entered. They just went and were light. Wherever they went, they were light. They were telling the truth. They were proclaiming the gospel. They were living it out. That's another area where, you know, not to beat up on anybody, but I'd be willing to bet that there are some of us here in this room that that need to, you know... We need a little motivation to start living out what we say we believe. You realize that your coworkers and family and friends, they're going to disregard everything you say or 90% of it if your life isn't backing it up. If your life doesn't prove, doesn't demonstrate your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your commitment to Him as your Lord and Savior, then nobody cares what you have to say about Him. Why should they? You don't really believe what you say you believe. If you did, you'd be living it out. Now I'm not talking about, you know, we all have struggles and none of us is doing it perfectly, are we? You understand what I'm saying? There's so many, so many Christians that, well, they're Sunday Christians.
0: As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Robert, visit our website, mainthingradio.com. You'll also be able to learn more about Pastor Robert Fountain, the Ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel Miami Beach. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. We feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field and we're excited to see where God will take us in the future. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and for the people who will be touched by Main Thing Radio. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we're featuring Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography, A Memoir of Grace. Pastor Chuck shares his journey, the highs and lows, and how looking back offered a great perspective on how God had had a hand in his life. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.